Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wednesday, July 29th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. And Paul, the uh, the Indians came through with a doubleheader sweep on Tuesday, beating the White Sox in, in back-to-back games there. Uh, really, the, the starting pitching carried things. The offense hit when it needed to, and they came up with, uh, you know, defensive, defensive plays, big defensive plays uh, when, when they were asked to. Uh, really, the Indians are off to their best start since since 2006. Yeah, they're uh, they're four and one, Joe, um, coming off this doubleheader sweep. And the story to me is the starting pitching. Uh, Adam Plutko, you know, during summer camp said that because of the work the uh, Indians rotation did during the uh, break, you know, that that the the game plan they had that was going to drive this team, that it was going to give them an edge because when their starters came to spring training too, you know, they weren't just getting stretched out. They were ready to go. They were ready to go five, six, seven innings. And that's what we've seen in the first five games. Uh, Every starter's pitched at least six innings and no one's given up more than two earned runs. Yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, just stuff that jumps off the page at you about these, these Indian stars, this rotation early. Uh, they're, it's the first time they've recorded 61 strikeouts through five games, uh, the most by an Indian staff since 1966. That team recorded 63 through five games. Um, really, just they, they go back to the, the 1989 uh, starting rotation, and that's the – it's the first time that the Indians have all tossed six innings or more while allowing two, two or fewer runs. Uh, that rotation, Greg Swindell, Bud Black, Rich Yet, uh, Swindell again because of uh, off days, and then Tom Candiotti through the first five games uh, pulled that feet off. And that was, uh, you know, that, that 1989 staff isn't necessarily regarded as one of the greatest staffs in, uh, in Indians no, history. but I don't think so. I, but, Rich, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but but seriously, though, you, you look at what the Indians are able to throw out there. Mike Clevenger is expected to be, you know, one of the best pitchers in the American League this year. And he had the fewest strikeouts out of, out of anybody in the, the, the rotation, didn't he? Or, or, yeah, he had, well, had, he had uh, well, Plutko had four last Plutko night. Plutko had four, but Clevenger yeah. only had six. 
six. Yeah, Savali Savali sets a career record or uh, career high with nine, and you know Shane Bieber comes out of the shoot with fourteen. It it's been impressive. Yeah, Carrasco gets ten on Sunday. In in his first start in in more than a year. Yeah, so they've been uh, they have really done a great job, and I really I I you know you kind of. uh, you know, you just have to put a bullet point by by the preparation these guys did because you look around baseball, Joe. Nobody's pitching. No, none of these starters are going six, seven, eight innings. Uh, you know, team wise, like a rotation like this to roll this out. I mean, you know, th- this is a plan that has come to fruition, and so far, it's you know, it's born born fruit. So, um, you know, yeah. I. I the Yankees does it keep going, or do you, and I don't think they would be overextending these guys if if they weren't ready to do it. You know. Well, Terry Francona said that the plan coming into the the first the second week of the season now is to give these guys each a day's rest, and that that rainout sort of helped them to do that. So now each guy is going to get an extra day's rest because they were able to pitch Adam Plutko in that that second game of the doubleheader, uh, and and they line up their starting rotation to to have. Shane Bieber and Mike Clevenger open against uh, Minnesota on the road, which is which is really nice. Uh, just to go back to your point about the the other pitchers in the league not going, uh, you know, deep into games. Uh, the Yankees paid three hundred million dollars for Garrett Cole, and he went five innings. He still still got a, a one hit shutout in his first game, but that was because the game was shortened by rain. Uh, but he only went five innings in that game, and and this is supposed to be your your stud pitcher who uh, who was your Cy Young candidate. Yeah, and you know the the, the White Sox, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, both of their starters yesterday got chased early. Yeah, and Ch- uh, Rodone is coming off uh, Tommy John, but you know he didn't even look like a shadow of himself the way he used to dominate the Indians. He went three and two thirds, and uh, Cease I think was gone before the third inning. So it's uh, you know I don't know how long it can last or. You know, but uh, this is this is a big, big uh, a point uh, that that can drive the Indians here as long as long as the season keeps going. All right, one of the uh, the the big factors in the Indians' rotational success has been Roberto Perez and his work behind the plate. But Roberto Perez uh, did not play uh, as expected; didn't play in the second game of the doubleheader. But he also like went out early in the at the end of the uh, the first game. Uh, shoulder soreness is what we heard the report was when he made that uh, amazing play the other night when he he played the ricochet off an off a wild pitch and threw to first base sort of fell down and maybe jammed his shoulder a little bit was was what we had heard from Terry Francona uh, how concerned are you about Roberto Perez well I think it's it's a concern Joe he did that in the season opener that great play uh, against Kansas City that's when he hurt the shoulder um, he made some great plays, great throws to second base after that too. I thought, and um, you know, they, anytime they make a move during between games of a doubleheader, you know, that struck me as very, very odd because this was before they announced that Perez was hurt, and uh, they had a had a catcher, Bo Taylor, that uh, you know was supposed to be their taxi squad catcher that was going to make the trip with them to. Uh, to Minneapolis and and uh, the and Cincinnati, and all of a sudden he's on the roster, and you're carrying three catchers. And then it then it made a lot more sense when they announced that uh, Perez was getting an MRI uh, last night on that shoulder. And um, I checked this morning; 
There's no, no, they, they are not releasing any results yet. I'm sure they know what's going on, but I, it sounds to me like this is an injured, you know, an I, an IL trip, you know, um, and you know, that's, that's a blow to the Indians. I mean, Sandy Leone is a great uh, handler of pitchers. Uh, he's not going to hit much. He can throw. We've seen that. Uh, haven't seen much of Taylor. I don't know too much about him. He swung the bat pretty well in, in uh, spring training too. But, uh, you know, they're not Roberto Perez, who was coming off, you know, maybe one of the best defensive seasons in, as a catcher in Indians history. And, and I wonder if the injury hurts him more when he swings a bat than it does when he throws. Because uh, you're right, he did, see, he did seem to be throwing the ball well uh, after the injury would have occurred in that season opener. Uh, he did stay out there. It wasn't a problem. But uh, you, you just wonder if maybe, maybe at the plate things were getting exacerbated and that's why he, he took himself out or, or if they just told him, hey, you know, we're going to do this for precautionary reasons. But definitely something to keep an eye on as we move forward the rest of this week. All right. Let's hear from Terry Francona uh, after the ball game. Uh, this is what the Indians manager had to say uh, following the second game of, of the doubleheader and just talking about the, the performance of his rotation and his defense uh, in, in a big win. We'll come back and we'll talk about that win in the second game and some of the standout players in that game. I mean, the fact that he got through six was huge. And he, you know, he gave up the two solo homers, but that was it. I mean, he pitched really well. Um, we made some plays. I'll tell you, Oscar's play was, I mean, stating the obvious. And I know that's later in the game when Adam was out, but that's, that's, that's a game saver right there. You know, we were, we were going back and forth between Maton and Cam, and we just felt like Maton hadn't pitched yet. And that's, you know, there's an urge to get him in a game, but, but you start to think, okay, a two-run lead in the ninth, that might not be the best place to, to get a guy's feet wet. So we just we went with Cam, and he did a good job. Yeah, that uh, half this mask went down my throat. <laughs> yeah, his uh, – remember the other day when uh, there was a ball went to the backstop, and he went and got it and made a throw to first, and he slipped, kind of jammed his shoulder. And I think as he – as time progressed, it wasn't – I think he thought it would loosen up, and it really didn't. So after the first game, the, the trainers kind of alerted me, and we were – when I say we were moving quick, we were moving quick because um, we didn't really – it's probably 10 minutes before the game before that started getting moving. So we got Taylor here, and we had to talk to Daniel Johnson. <laughs> How nice – is it to have a guy like Santana that looked like he took his at bats from earlier in the day and went right into the second game tonight? Yeah, and he, I mean, he loves to play. He loves to play. He, you know, that's, he, we've become very fond of him and for a lot of good reasons. He doesn't want to take an inning off ever. All right, that's Terry Francona and his thoughts on the ball game. Uh, really, that catch by Oscar Mercado in the um, eighth inning off of, was it Nick Collins or Zach Collins? Yeah, uh, Zach Collins? Zach Collins tried to drive one to the gap in, in left center. Uh, Mercado catches it up against the wall. Uh, really reminiscent of the, the catch that he made against Eloy Jimenez last season. Uh, he, he's making a habit of, of robbing Chicago uh, hitters of extra base hits late in games. Yeah, just a great catch. Great, great jump, Joe. Great jump on the ball. Uh, 
you know, fearless of the wall, kind of really, I think you said Greg Allen really helped him out uh, coming over from left field and saying how close he was to the wall. Um, and just, just what, a, what an athletic play. I mean, I know uh, Cam Hill got, got credit for the save in the ninth, but I think uh, Mercado should have got a save in, for the eighth inning for that catch. That was, that was so, so much fun. That's, that's, why you, that's why you're a baseball fan, to right. see plays like that. Right, and he said after the ball game, asked if he was if he would rather have a, a big hit uh, in a clutch situation or a make a big catch to save a ball game. He said he'd rather make the catch. Well, last night he did both. He he made a catch and he had a big hit uh, with the bases loaded, uh, and it was it was nice for him because he came back uh, against Dylan or uh, against Steve Ciszek, who had struck him out in the first game of the doubleheader, and he made an adjustment and he hit a line drive off of Ciszek with a full count worked the count full and, and got into a, a situation where he knew he was going to get a fastball and he delivered. So uh, good to see Mercado get some confidence and, and start to come around there. Uh, you mentioned Cam Hill. He comes out. You want to talk about confidence. Uh, this is Terry Francona knowing that he had pitched Brad Hand in the first game and he had a, a two run lead in the ninth in the second game. He hands the ball to, to Cam Hill. He had the choice between Cam Hill and Phil Maton. And he went with Hill, uh, you know, the rookie in his second appearance ever because Maton hadn't really pitched this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, I've heard of Cam Hill. You know, I saw him a little bit. You know, we saw him a little bit in, in uh, spring training too. But, I, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, kind of a, you know, I, you know you just, I guess, you know, obviously they have good reports on him, you know, from the minors. They know what, what makes him tick. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. But, I mean, he just – he looked like he belonged out there. He just took over that inning, struck out the first two guys and then, you know, made the, a great hustle play to get to first base to take that uh, behind-the-back flip from Carlos Santana when when Carlos had some trouble uh, handling that ball. Yeah, and here's, uh, here's what Cam Hill had to say after his first big league save. A uh, real confident young man. Let's keep things simple. Uh, you know, the game doesn't change the person, the person can, uh, you know, between the years, obviously, but the game doesn't change and still 60 foot, six inches. You got to make your pitches and get your outs, you know, and at the end of the day, I just wanted three outs. It didn't matter how I got them, you know. What does it do to your confidence that Tito and the coaching staff had a, believed in you enough to put you in that situation this early in the season? Uh, that's hard. That's hard to put in words, man. You know, it's, it's hard to put in words. Uh, I'm just enjoying it, you know, and I, you know, I thank them for the opportunity and uh, having faith in me and, you know, giving me a chance to go out there and do that, you know, that was awesome. And, uh, you know, but it's very quick. It's on to the next and I got to be ready to go tomorrow and, and uh, you know, tonight maybe enjoy it for a little bit, but other than that, it'd be real quick to get on to the next and, and turn the page. On the final out, did you know that you beat him to the bag before Santana flipped it, or what, what's going through your head during that? So as soon as I looked over, I saw, you know, Santana tried to pick through it, and, you know, he started to scoot away from him, and I immediately started screaming to let him know, um, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, let him know, like, I'm at the bag, if you can, if you can get a throw off, and he made an incredible, an incredible adjustment, and, the, you know, I think if you look at the play, he, like, flips it behind his back, I, it was an incredible, like, right at my, my chest, I couldn't ask for a better beat, man. Um, so, yeah, I was just trying to get over there, give him a chance to uh, make a play, you know, and that's that's what happened. I got a lot of love from the teammates. Uh, you know, it's a great group of guys. Um, I got a I got a little battle on him. You probably can't see it very well, but uh, I got some stuff in my eye. But 
No, seriously, uh, incredible group of guys, um, you know, and, and you know, we, we, we celebrated a little bit afterwards. Most importantly, though, you know, we had a doubleheader today and we got two victories. You know, we're playing a 60-game season, and this is my first go-around in the big leagues, but I understand that every game is important uh, in such a shortened season, and you can kind of tell, too, you know, like everybody's mentality and demeanor. Like every pitch, every play, every at-bat, like it matters. It matters from the get-go, and, you know, more importantly than my, you know, first career save and, and things of that nature, we got two Ws today. So against the division opponent. So at the end of the day, you know, we'll take that to the bank. All right, that was Cam Hill after recording his first Major League save. Uh, again, Terry Francona showing that confidence in him. Uh, you're right, we didn't see much of him in spring training uh, part two. I think he only made one appearance in, uh, in a game against Pittsburgh. But uh, this was a kid who was up in 2018 with the, the Major League spring training in, in Goodyear and was, was close to getting a shot before he got put on the shelf because of Tommy John surgery. Uh, but he's come all the way back, and he's really shown that, uh, you know, he, he, he belongs really right now. And he got the traditional uh, beer shower after the game from, from his teammates. He said he came out. I don't know if he had a black eye or he had, his eye was swollen. One, his right eye he had a little swelling behind, below his eyes. So I hope he's okay. Uh, you'll, you'll take a shot like that if it means getting your first uh, big league save. I just, I, I just thought it was funny that Adam Plucko, uh, you know, mentioned as, as he was walking away from his postgame comments that, that he would prefer that they not waste the Coors Light beer on, on uh, – Cam Hill for the, the beer shower. Give him the Bud Light for the beer shower and, and save the Coors Light for Adam Plutko after the game. <laughs> that was good. That's, that's what he wanted. And, All and, right. And what do you say about Plutko, Joe? I mean, guy sits <laughs> in the bullpen for a, a week, right? Six, mm -hmm. seven days, and uh, comes out and throws six innings like that. I, I think the, the, the best thing and the, the biggest compliment you can pay to Adam Plutko is uh, – you know, his attitude is so good right now about everything. He, he came out, he said, he, he, he told us, he's like, right now I know I'm the sixth starter. I, I know that it, it's the way it's going to be because, you know, because of the guys he's got lined up in front of him. Look at the guys you've got lined up in front of you. That's, that's why you're the sixth, sixth guy. But he's always ready. He came out, he pitched an, an inning, I believe, in the, in the game on Saturday, or it was it Friday? I think – yeah, it was one of those games. He got he got an inning of work in to get him a little bit, uh, you know, just to get a little loose, and then he comes out and and starts the game on uh, Tuesday, unexpected. But again, he does everything the club asks of him, and he 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 gives you a chance to win every time he goes out. And he's and he's you know he's very confident in his pitches. He he you know he's he's not he's not throwing a hundred miles an hour, but he. His fastball's got some hop on it up in the zone. He can throw that by people. Now he's and he worked on his curveball over over the winter, uh, so he's got two pitches that he's very confident in. And he retired ten of the last eleven hitters he faced, and uh, you know gave up two solo home runs, but he didn't walk anybody. Struck out four guys, so you know you got to take that. That's a quality start from from your sixth guy coming out of the bullpen. And, and that's a no-joke lineup that he did that against. You know, yeah. setting down 10 in a row against that lineup is, is not an easy feat. Uh, again, that'll fall to Zach Plesak again tonight. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, through those, the, the, the first couple of games of this series and, and really the first, uh, you know, five games of the season, what concerns jump out at you right now? 
You know, I, I think the offense has started slow, Joe. To me, um, they've done uh, they've done just enough, you know, to win some most of these games. But uh, you know, I I thought we saw some encouraging signs um, in the second game of this doubleheader. You know, you saw Lindor start to swing the bat. Uh, Santana got his first hit. Um, you know, um, Mercado got a big hit. He was one for seven. Uh, you know, going in into the game. Um, and I think uh, so. Th- those are those are some of the concerns. Uh, I just think uh, it's going to take a while for the offense. Obviously, uh, Framil Reyes right now jumps out as the guy who concerns me the most. Uh, he's sitting in a big spot in that lineup, batting fifth. And like you said uh, earlier, he, you know, he went away to the Dominican and didn't really face live pitching for a couple of months. He he was he was tearing the cover off the ball in the first version of spring training, but. Uh, that guy isn't isn't around right now uh, in, in in the clubhouse for the Indians. Uh, we know he's there. We know he's he's lurking somewhere. <laughs> maybe he'll have a, a big breakout game. And this is a guy who could maybe carry you for a week or so uh, during this this season. But right now, Framo Reyes uh, doesn't look like the same guy that we saw in in the first version of spring training. Yeah, I I I would agree with that, Joe. I thought maybe uh, you know Sunday against KC. Uh, when he goes the opposite way with that single in the first inning to really get the offense started, I thought that might get him going. Uh, we, but uh, we'll have to see. Maybe, maybe tonight's the night where he kind of finds his swing and doesn't have to hit everything out of the ballpark. Starts, you know, he goes the other way real well. He uses, you know, the middle of the field and and the opposite field well. So, I think maybe that's the ticket for him. All right, as we move forward, again, the, uh, the 6 o'clock game tonight with Zach Plesak on the mound. What are we looking for from uh, Plesak as the number five starter in this rotation? Well, that's going to be a, uh, an interesting start for, the, uh, for, uh, for Zach, I think, uh, Joe, because he's been off now. You know, he, had to, he was supposed to go Tuesday. Been playing a lot of golf is what I've seen on his social media. Oh, yeah, is that what he's been yeah, doing? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> but, you know, he's such – Nothing really seems to bother him, you know. He's got a great attitude, and uh, I think I don't think I think he'll roll with it. I think he'll he'll pitch well tonight. And what was his last real start was against Pittsburgh in one of the exhibition games, right? I believe. Right, it was the final exhibition game. Yeah, so and he went five or six innings there. He looked ready. Uh, I think uh, you know he should pitch well, but this is this is a very very tough lineup. Yeah, it is. If you make a mistake, they'll they'll make you pay. As as we saw, uh, the the rookie Luis Robert again, uh, <laughs> Terry Francona, uh, you know, hope enjoys watching him play. Says he hopes he gets to to watch him on TV and not uh, not uh, not live on on the bases in front of him. I also found it uh, amusing what uh, Terry Francona's reaction was when he found out that Edwin Encarnacion had signed with the White Sox. He uh, he used a word that we won't utter here on the podcast, but uh, it was it was oh shoot uh, yeah, was right. was uh, was Franco and his reaction. So again, that lineup is is no joke. All right, Hoinsey, we're going to get going here uh, again. Um, looking forward to tonight's ball game and then the first road trip of the season, and we'll be back uh, to talk about both of those again on the next Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.